When I said amen, something flew off my eyes. Something flew off and I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm looking around the room like I'm seeing it for the first time and it's my house. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lane. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. Now, we have been talking about this question to see if witchcraft is just some harmless superstition, or is there something really dangerous about opening up the door to spirits involved in witchcraft, specifically Santeria. Now, in our previous show, Mara Cruz Lands told us how she was dedicated as a child to become a priestess in Santeria. She got into witchcraft and occultic practices at the age of 13, and her entry point was using Ouija boards and other New Age practices. She started operating as a medium, which is a person who is able to contact the spirit world for others and tell them their futures. Today, she's going to go deeper how this led her deeper into Centuria, and she's going to share with us how she left those ways and accepted Jesus as her Savior. Mara, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be back. Ah, Mara, it is a pleasure having you on the show. I mean, as we're getting to understand the reality of the witchcraft you practiced, I really appreciate you sharing this. I understand that in doing Santeria, you were doing sacrifices to certain spirit guides. Why did people that you were involved with at this time do things like that? They felt that the deity that they were sacrificing to would go and be like a protector for prosperity, for jobs, for love, for marriage, for different things. They were putting their hope into this deity, this spirit guide. My gosh. So it was like sacrifice in order to have good things come to you. I understand that since you were a medium, people would come to you and you would allow these spirit guides to come into your body and speak through you. Is that correct? Yes, they would just come in, I would feel the presence, and I just gave myself over to them, and they would speak through me, do things through my body. Oh my, so you're doing this, and people are making sacrifices to these spirits, so did any prosperity come out of it for you? I understand that it wasn't that great of a time. Tell us about that. My husband and I were fighting all the time. We had already discussed about getting divorced. I was very depressed. It felt very dark, a very dark time in my life. I would have visions of me driving my car at full speed into a telephone pole to take my life, to end it all. But during that time, I was working at a radio station as a town executive. The pastors from my area would come to the radio station to record their radio programs. In the process, I was filling in for the receptionist, and one of the pastors that came in happened to be a childhood friend of mine that I grew up with, and I knew him. He just said to me, Mara, can I pray for you? And I said, sure, you can pray all you want. I'm thinking to myself, this <laughs> Jesus freak, oh my goodness. And I'm smoking a cigarette at the time, and I'm making fun of him in my head. Mm. So this was on Friday. So then on Friday night, I would go to the Spiritist meetings and go through the trances and all that. 
by the second time that he came to the radio station on Friday morning, I started seeing things in a different light. I started doubting what I was doing because Mm. I thought that I was doing this for Jesus. I thought I was working for God. Wow. I just prayed one simple prayer. I said, Jesus, if what I'm involved in is of you, show me. If not, I want to know your truth. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that prayer, it was my nephew's first birthday party. And my sister lived two doors down from me. We all walked over to her house for the birthday party. And my uncle and my sister were there. Mind you, nobody in my family was saved at the time. But in our culture, we always said, Lord willing or God willing. We always acknowledge God, but we didn't have a relationship with God. My sister and my uncle were reading the Bible. I said, you know, it's something strange. I could read a psalm. I could read any scripture out of the Old or New Testament, but I could never read anything out of the book of Revelation. Mm. And my uncle looked me dead in the eye and he said, that's because you're with the devil. And I'm like, well, you know, uncle, how can you say I'm with the devil? If somebody needs a shirt off my back, I'd give it to them. And he says, you cannot be with God and the devil at the same time. Mm. I got angry, walked out of the house, walked over to my house. I went to the altar where I had a Bible. You know, I believed in God and I thought that I was doing God's work and God's will. Mm. Wow. I grabbed the Bible. I went to my front room. I sat down on the couch. And when I opened up the Bible, the wall behind me started pounding like if it was at least 10 people banging on that wall. And there was nobody in my house. I was home alone. So I became fearful and started to close up the book of Revelation. All of a sudden, a blanket of peace filled that room. The noise stopped instantly. And all of a sudden, I had this hunger and this desire to read the book of Revelations. Mm -hmm. As I began reading the book of Revelations, it was almost like a movie, like if I was actually seeing the book of Revelations in my mind. When I read the last word in the book of Revelations, which is amen, I literally said amen. And when I said amen, something flew off my eyes. Whoa. Something flew off and I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm looking around the room like I'm seeing it for the first time and it's my house. Then all of a sudden I felt like a sack of weight was being lifted off my shoulders and I turned around to look and I didn't see anything, but I felt it. I felt weight lifted off my shoulders. But then in the pit of my stomach, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that Satan had used me and he had deceived me all my life. I just balled up my fists and I hit him against my lap. And I said, I renounce you, Satan, and all your works. On the third time that I said, I renounce you, Satan, and all your works, I saw these iron bracelets with chains attached, open up and fall away from my wrists. By this time, I'm freaked out. I'm like, what is going on? Because they disappeared. And all of a sudden, his voice thundered. I mean, this voice, it was just like rushing water and thunder at the same time. He said, now you're going to work for me. The same thing you did for him, Satan, now you're going to do for me. Wow, that's amazing. And literally, it felt like they took the old me out and he put a new me in. I was flooded instantly with joy, with peace, with love. His love is amazing. (laughs) And that night, I wanted to destroy the altar, to destroy everything. And I heard a still small voice say, no, wait. The next morning, I woke up. I called that pastor that had been praying for me, and I told him what had happened. He started screaming, hallelujah, praise the Lord. He rushed over with his wife (laughs) and their brand-new baby boy. He prayed with me. 
We destroyed everything on the altar, bagged everything up. He anointed my house and prayed, and the rest is history. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Mara, that is incredible. So you understood that you can't be doing witchcraft and following Jesus at the same time, which is amazing. It's so true. I understand that your life is much better now, and you haven't been doing witchcraft since. What would you say to someone who believes like you used to believe, like they could choose two things to follow and worship? They can't. Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. Only through Him can we reach the Father. It was His sacrifice on the cross for us that reconciled us back to God the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way that we can come. There's no other road, no other path that we can take. Wow. Powerful. Your road to salvation truly is. And Jesus revealed himself to you and changed your life in such a positive way. Mara, thanks so much for sharing with us. This is just amazing truth. I love it. God bless you. And thank you so much. Hold on. I have something more to say about this right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, to me, it was crazy to hear Mara say that she realized that she had been deceived her whole life, thinking that the ways of witchcraft and Santeria were the right ways of life. I find it amazing she was able to walk away from this lifestyle rather than trying to do both. Now, I think there are some Christians who might disagree with her decision. They may say, well, why don't you do both? You know, it's part of you, it's your culture. Well, I think she made the right decision. It is written in ancient scriptures in 1 Corinthians 10, 20 to 21. Listen to this. It says, Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Now really, though to some this isn't common sense, it really is common sense. You can't be on two opposing sides at the same time. You have to choose one. Some see spiritually as all the same. Some people say, well, I'm spiritual. You know, I like it all. But it's not all the same. There are opposing sides. And, you know, as Mara really experienced the side of Santeria, in the long run, she was brought to a deep, dark pit of feeling hopeless and suicidal. Now, to me, this is clear. Sacrificing to those other spirit guides and deities, as she was doing, was truly sacrificing to demons. And according to the Bible, demons are only there to steal, kill, and destroy from you, from people. Because though they were possessing Mara to talk and give advice to others, like they were filling her, that advice was most likely misleading. 
Now, I find it fascinating as well that as she experienced God, she got into reading ancient scriptures and that something fell from her eyes like blinders. Did you know this was in the Bible? This happened to Paul when he had literal blinders fall from his eyes like scales. And no wonder because in scripture, it is written in 2 Corinthians 4, 3-4, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, and that's not saying God, that's saying the devil, the God of this age, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. See, Mara first got offended at her uncle telling her about forsaking the witchcraft. But then as she read the Bible, that blindedness, that the God of this age, meaning Satan, that like fell off of her eyes. And it was like she was seeing for the first time. Everything was so new. Well, where are you at with this? Are you maybe someone who's dealing with both things and can't quite shake it? Let's pray. Father God, I know there's someone listening right now and maybe they've never truly surrendered to you, Lord. They never surrendered these things that they know is wrong. And the Holy Spirit is talking to them right now. Jesus, we take a moment to give and surrender these things, any witchcraft, any wrongdoings, Lord God. We surrender these things to you, knowing that they're not good for us. They're defiling us. We ask for your Spirit, Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and cleanse us in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.